Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the CBS News Roundup ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Fighting the virus. It's been a struggle in terms of supply chain. The president and the doctor. There was a lot of pushback about shutting things down. Deadly destructive weather. Look at these houses. Lord Jesus. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan in northern New Jersey with the CBS World News Roundup. Since Friday, the coronavirus death toll in this country has jumped by more than 4,000. It now tops 22,000. For the first time in American history, all 50 states are under federal disaster declarations. CBS's David Begno has our report this morning from New York City. There are now more than 100,000 reported COVID cases in New York City. There's also a serious shortage of swabs used to test for the coronavirus. That's according to the city's health department, which is now telling medical providers only test hospitalized patients. Christopher Zavala is with Northwell Health. They are the largest health care provider in New York State. This week, we have enough supply to get us through at least the week. The rate of hospitalizations in New York seems to have stabilized. Saturday, only 53 new COVID patients were admitted to New York hospitals. We haven't seen a decrease in the patients just yet. We've had a pretty good uptick in the in the patients that we've received over the past couple of days. Lieutenant General Laura Richardson is talking about the Javits Center in Manhattan, which has been converted into a field hospital and is far busier now than it was even last week. Meanwhile, the increase in reported cases and deaths in the state of Michigan was lower Sunday after six straight days of more than 100 deaths per day. Cindy Englehart just returned to work as a nurse in Detroit after she recovered from the coronavirus. I have a lot of survivor skills. Like, why wasn't I the nurse that was taken? Flint resident Sandy Brown, who lost her husband to coronavirus and her son three days later, buried them in a service where the mourners had to stay in their cars as she stood alone at the grave. There appears to be new friction between President Trump and Anthony Fauci after the doctors suggested lives could have been saved if the administration acted sooner. White House correspondent Paula Reed. The doctor is under fire from the president and his allies online after comments he made over the weekend suggesting that the Trump administration was slow to heed warnings about the coronavirus. This morning, the White House has declined to comment on our questions about whether the president has lost confidence in his top doctor. Now, this all started over the weekend when the New York Times reported that the president was warned about a pandemic at the end of January and top officials wanted to implement social distancing in 
in February. Now, Fauci seemed to corroborate these reports over the weekend when he confirmed that he believed that lives could have been saved if social distancing had been implemented in February. If we had, right from the very beginning, shut everything down, it may have been a little bit different, but there was a lot of pushback about shutting things down back then. On Twitter last night, the president retweeted a comment that included the hashtag FireFauci. Amazon says it's going to put new grocery delivery customers on a waiting list because of demand from existing customers during the pandemic. And it's going to cut hours at some Whole Foods stores. Meantime, Smithfield Foods has closed its big pork processing plant in South Dakota for an indefinite period after dozens of workers got the virus. The Associated Press counts more than 3,600 virus deaths in American nursing homes and long-term health care facilities. Experts say the true toll is likely higher since many elderly people have died during the past few weeks without ever getting tested for COVID-19. In Britain, the prime minister is out of the hospital. The worst of his fight against the virus apparently over. CBS's Vicki Barker in London. Boris Johnson thanking the ICU nurses at Britain's National Health Service who kept a second-by-second watch on his oxygen supply. The NHS has saved my life. No question. He's now recuperating at the prime ministerial country estate, leaving his cabinet to battle what could become the worst coronavirus outbreak on this side of the Atlantic. At least 18 people are dead in the south after a powerful storm system kicked up tornadoes. Here's CBS's Mark Strassman. Up to 46 tornadoes were reported across the south Sunday. One of them slammed the city of Monroe, Louisiana, damaging hundreds of buildings. I heard this uh, really loud bang but I didn't expect this type of destruction. The widespread damage comes as several public shelters have closed nationwide to stop the spread of the virus. In Alabama, the governor urged shelters to stay open and even ease some of the state's coronavirus' restrictions after a tornado reportedly injured at least three people on the Walker-Jefferson County line. CBS News meteorologist David Parkinson says the system is now punishing the East Coast. From D.C. straight up the Northeast Corridor into New York and Boston, with wind gusts in excess of 70 miles an hour, we're likely to see lots of power outages. Local officials in Wisconsin will be counting ballots today after last Tuesday's presidential primary as they deal with absentee ballots. A federal judge has ruled Alabama cannot restrict abortions as part of a ban on elective procedures during the coronavirus pandemic. There's been legal action about this in Texas, Ohio, and other states since the crisis began. Fifty years ago, the big problem was in space aboard Apollo 13. It was Command Module Pilot Jack Swigert. Hey, Houston, we've had a problem here. And then Commander Jim Lovell. Oh, uh, Houston, we've had a problem. After an oxygen tank exploded and left their command ship losing air and power fast. The command module was dead. The lunar ship became the crew's lifeboat, and Lovell says, believe it or not, that explosion occurred at just the right time for a safe recovery. Because they could stretch the lander's air and fuel to get back home. Had the explosion happened in lunar orbit, we'd have been citizens of the moon from then on. Lovell Swigert and Fred Hayes worked with mission control crisis after crisis. Lovell says he was only sure they'd make it. But I saw the parachutes deploy. We show you on the main. It really looks great. Peter King's CBS News, Lake Forest, Illinois. The cathedral in Milan, Italy was empty, but tenor Andrea Bocelli filled it with his tremendous voice. The Music for Hope concert to mark Easter has had more than 20 million online views on YouTube.
Oil and gas prices have plunged during the pandemic, but as CBS's Sam Litzinger tells us, they might soon swing the other way. Russian President Putin, President Trump, and Saudi Arabia's King Salman have all agreed to support a new OPEC deal to cut global crude oil production. Oil-producing nations plan to cut output by a record amount, representing about 10 percent of global supply, to support oil prices during the coronavirus pandemic. Oil industry analyst Tom Closer says this could cost Mr. Trump some political points. I think he opens himself up to criticism, particularly as the election looms, if he's aligning himself with President Putin and with Saudi Arabia. Mr. Trump says the OPEC deal will save American jobs. Sam Litzinger, CBS News. With economic uncertainty all around, Virginia's governor wants to delay a hike in that state's minimum wage. It's supposed to go up January 1st, 2021, but he's suggesting next May 1st instead. That's the Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. If you like CBS News Roundup, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts.